0: Hey, girl, I so appreciate you. First off, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to the podcast. I hope you know that that truly means the world to me, just that you're listening. Um, on today's episode, oh, I sit down with a dear friend. She is a real life friend, um, meaning our kids go to school together, as well as a mentor of mine. Um, her name is Emily Hawkins, and she is an amazing, amazing leader, a friend, a mentor, successful entrepreneur, all the things. Uh, but we sit down and we really dive into Emily's story: how she left a successful career in supply chain to launch her own business, and how her business really transformed, and how she has learned and grown over the the last four years of running her business and. Emily is just such an inspiration to me. She is truly someone who embodies um, a mentor and a a woman who lifts up other women. She is truly, truly a gift to know. And um, I I definitely hope you will listen and go give her a follow. Her Instagram handle is uh, at Emily Hawkins, the number four and the letter U. Everything is linked in the show notes below, but hope you enjoy this episode. Of course, if you do share it on your social media, the more you can share it, the more you help the podcast grow. But without further ado, here's this week's episode. Welcome to the Fit Life with Jessica podcast, where we talk about how to create and maintain healthy habits, their fitness nutrition and overall well-being this is a place where you can come to get real life health and fitness advice from a busy working mama who has a passion for helping others find their way to health and happiness we're all in this crazy journey together so why not lean on and lift each other up in the process Emily, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. I am super pumped to have you on the show. You're like a real-life friend, real-life mentor, and now you're a real-life podcast guest. So
1: thank you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here and talk about real-life friend. It's hard to sometimes find those. Um, you know, there's yes. a lot of people that are like surfacey, And I think that's what I've always... Actually, I know that's what I've always loved about our friendship is... We've literally never been that way. I think from day one, we were like, tell me all the things. It's so, so. true. It, finding
0: mom friends is like next level. It, I, I equate it to dating because oh, 100%. finding mom friends and also mom friends who you have like a true connection with, like you said, it's not like surface.
1: It is tough. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I have to say, it's been super fun having you join me in this crazy entrepreneurial world. And we've literally talked about it for years, but it's like anything else in life. You can't force someone to do something. They have to need it and do it themselves. And I have thoroughly enjoyed our friendship going to next level when it comes to entrepreneur stuff. So it's been a blast.
0: Likewise. I mean, I don't have a ton of entrepreneur friends that are, you know, also real life friends, mom friends, so (laughs) it's a double layer to our friendship. And I've had someone here that's like paved the way for me. You're like, don't make the mistakes I've made. You need all of these things. So it has been so nice to have you like as a, as a guide for me. Um, so let's take our listeners back. How did you and I meet? Like, let me think back. How long have
1: we known each other? We met I remember, at I remember, Goddard, yeah. right? At our
0: kids' preschool.
1: Yeah. I remember the day vividly because you were pregnant with your son Um, And in my head, he's still a newborn. And so every (laughs) time you post pictures, I'm like, where's your (laughs) newborn? It's just weird to me. Um, But I remember us bonding immediately because I was like, oh, is this your second? Or how many children do you have? Or something like that. And you were like, it's my second. And I'm nervous about what's going to happen when we introduce the new baby. And you and I are similar in the fact that our oldest, we have girls and the age gap is actually very similar. My kids are three years apart, whereas yours are two. But honestly, at that age, it's very similar. And I was like, I have a book. And I was like, you, you have to get this book. And it was like this little paper book for babies, you know, like introducing the baby. And I was giving you all the things. And just immediately, you know, some moms aren't receptive to things like that because it is advice giving and that's a little terrifying. But you were like, yes, give me all the things. <laughs>
0: and I was like okay I really like her so oh I love it And we still have that book by the way the book literally has like this paper doll that comes out that is like ratty and torn by now and it has all these little flaps and stuff but it was such a good book that we showed Ellie before Ethan was born and I just remember so we both our, our oldest kids were in the same class at preschool and we would drop off around the same time and we would just stand in the kitchen of our preschool, like, and we would just talk for what yes. seemed like ever. And it was just such a refreshing conversation. And what the cool thing was, is Emily was in the transition of leaving her corporate job around the same time. Yes. So you had, you were kind of right where I was, well, hell now, or maybe even, you know, mid, mid-year mid last year when I left my nine to five corporate job and you were just so full of passion and excitement and drive. And you just had like stars in your eyes and you could just like see the future is bright, you know? And so I remember thinking, man, this chick is cool. Like she's got balls, you know, she's going to leave her corporate job, which sounds really cushy and she's going to start her own business. So like, take us back through, um, kind of your story a little bit about how you, you know, were in the corporate world and and then decided to leave and kind of take us up to speed to where you,
1: yeah, oh my goodness. It was cushy in terms of making, I'm going to use air quotes, good money because that means different things to different people, but it was it was super cushy in terms of I go into work, I have an amazing team of people that basically do everything and I'm making amazing money, maxing out my 401k, great bonus every year, great health insurance, the company was paying about 80% of our health insurance, and I'm sharing that because All of those things, I like to call those golden handcuffs, because Mm -hmm. it keeps so many of us small, you know, whether we decide to do our own thing, or we decide to go to another business, another organization, we look at what we have, and we're like, it could never be better than this. And that was actually, um, this is so funny, this is very timely, because yesterday it popped up on uh, my old Facebook that yesterday was four years ago that I left the corporate world. Only four years. It seems like it's been yeah. longer than that, right? It's, because uh, in entrepreneurial years, it's like dog years. It's dog years, yes. <laughs> so it's actually been, it's been like four decades is what I'll say. Um, It does. It, and I have to say that I am a completely different person. Like who I was then, if I could go back in time, I wouldn't change anything, by the way. I wouldn't change anything because every opportunity, every, you know, misstep that I made led me to where I am now. And so... Uh, The reason I left that job, by the way, because like I said, it was super cushy. I was bored. I was ready for more and something kept pushing me. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard like God nudges you, he like whispers in your ear and then he nudges you. And he was at the point of punching me in the face when I left. (laughs) Like he was like, come on, you know, it's time for you to go. And, you know, I just I went into work every day and I did a job. I I worked in supply chain for 15 years. And if anybody on this uh, knows anything about supply chain, if you're doing a great job, no one talks to you. It's only when things fall apart Mm. that people talk to you. We're out of stock on something. We're not getting shipping, working correctly, all the things
0: like no news is good news in your world. You're like, leave me alone. Everything's humming smoothly. Like no news is good news.
1: Nobody ever says thank you. And (sighs) I just, because of that. Um, so my husband, when he was in college was a server. And so every time we go anywhere, he's very generous with servers because he's like, that is such a crazy job. Well, I feel like that on a daily basis because doing a thankless job for 15 years, I make sure that anyone that enters my sphere, it could be at the grocery store. I don't care, but I am going to say, thank you so much for what you do because Mm -hmm. it makes a big difference. And there was just none of that. And my husband kept saying, but we have everything we need. You should be grateful And I remember crying in my kitchen. I came home from a trip, a girl's trip um, to Vegas and was just on fire with like, gosh, I want to do more with my life. And he was like, no, no, we're not doing more. Everything's great. Don't rock the boat, Mm. you know? And I said, and it was the first time I truly admitted to myself, every day I go to work and I feel dumb. And the Mm. reason I said dumb was because just like I just told you, no one ever said you're doing a great job it was always, hey, this is falling apart. Can you fix it? You know, it wasn't that I was doing a bad job. It was just all I did all day long was problem solve. No one ever had any positives coming at me. And the first thing I realized was, if I want that, I've got to put it out in the world. And so I started reading a ton of personal development books. I read about 26 books, which is about a book every two weeks, that first year um, that I would, and this is when I was still in the corporate world. And these books, all of them were telling me the same thing, by the way, every single self-help book, spoiler alert, is you own your happiness. All of it. Every single book. Absolutely. Yeah. You have the
0: power, you have the control, you just got to change. You got to change that mindset, right?
1: Yes. And I, every book I read, I was hoping that somewhere in there, the author would tell me that it was my mom's fault or my boss's fault or somebody else's fault. Cause then I could go try to fix that other person. But when it was all on me, I was like, shit, that's harder. You (laughs) mean there's no magic
0: pill? There's no like easy button. That's like, Oh, just like switch that. This isn't my fault. And then now, now we're
1: good. (laughs) Yeah. And I, people kept coming to me because I was a beach body coach for many years. And the reason I became a coach was just to get the discount because I love the products. And it was something that I leaned on. My fitness was something that I leaned on because it was a level of certainty. And when I was in the corporate world, I would get up every morning of the world at 5 a.m. I actually still do this um, and go work out. But when I was in the corporate world, the reason I did it was because it was the only thing that I knew was certain for that day. And so it, it gave me something to lean on when things felt hard or something I couldn't do. And I will not lie to you, I spent different mornings, you know, when a hard workout laying, I always work out in my basement in a puddle of love, sweat crying on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really hard season, but I again wouldn't trade it for anything because it's in those hard moments. That so much amazing things. I mean, so many amazing things happen. Um, I, I joke about this all the time that shit is the greatest fertilizer. Yes. So <laughs> I uh, love it, that. It, it was just such a great opportunity to like, dig in, lean into the hard. Uh, and so the only thing I could see was I could do the speech body thing full time. I didn't 100% think that was my the, the road I was going on, but I saw it as a bridge. I saw it as a way to get me out of the corporate world where I could have an income coming in while I really figured out other things. And several of my employees, without knowing that you know any of this in my head was going on, had actually said to me, you should be a life coach. Because when I would have meetings with my team, whether it was a group meeting or one-on-one, it was always about where do you want to go? What is it that you want to do? Because I want to make sure that I'm helping pave that way. Whether it's something you want to do inside this company or outside, I don't care. You mean something and your skills matter. Everything about you matters. And I want to make sure that when you're in my care, that you come out better. And they were like, why are you not a life coach? And I was like, that's not a job. Like I have an MBA. Like I, I do not believe this (laughs) woo woo. That's not a real career. Thank you very much. But enough people said it to me and they said it for years. I heard it for years off and on that. It was like, okay, Emily, just look up some, some different places that you could get this certification. And I really wanted something where you actually set for an exam. I wanted it to be legit because there's a lot of fly by nights out there and The one that really spoke to me was the Tony Robbins program. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to dive into this and let me back up. I left the corporate world without that. I left the corporate world, literally getting a bonus that my husband and I said, we can live on this for a year. And the bonus usually was paid out in June. And for some reason that year they were paying it out in March and I took it as a sign and so did my husband and we were like, that's it. That'll be when you put your notice in, make sure the money hits the bank account the very next yes. day, go in. So and that is exactly what I did. And I left, um, uh, making about a thousand, I think it was making a thousand dollars a month. And by the way, when I say making, that's not including expenses. So I really wasn't making anything, right? I mean, with your business, with, yes. with body. Yes, okay. Yes. And again, I knew there was more. So I really dove into the beach body business. And I will tell you, I have nothing against multi-level marketing. I have nothing against that because it was a seed for me that was planted about owning a business. What I realized I did not want to do was to train other people to do what I was doing. That was never a passion of mine. My passion was to find what people love in their life and have them put that in their work. And it kept coming back. I was like, I I sucked at recruiting because I didn't want to recruit. I just wanted people to feel better. Right. You and didn't want to do that. Your heart wasn't in it. So
0: how could you do it well?
1: Exactly. And so I had this dream of I had gone to a beach event, actually. And there were these amazing speakers. Beachbody does spend a lot on um, investing on speakers and all that for their live events. And it was a Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk was up on stage. So that was amazing. And he's speaking just fire. And I looked across the aisle from where I was sitting. And there were these two girls, is how I will describe them, on their phones, chit-chatting with each other and taking selfies. And I was like, that is so disrespectful and probably not successful business practice. And then I looked the other direction and front row, there are million dollar earners in this organization. Mm. And I saw them poised, notepad, all the things, right? And I, I sat there and I was like, what is the difference between selfie girl and million dollar girl? You know, we're all girls. What's the difference? And I went home from that event, not at all wanting to do Beachbody anymore. There was a bigger purpose. There was a different fire in my belly, which is how do I teach people how to embrace what they're great at and the leadership qualities? And I realized, oh my gosh, this is a a mindset that I've been reading about for years. And I called it leader shift um, because it was a mindset shift. And here is what I said. I said to myself, all right, universe, if this is what I am meant to do, I am going to create this course from scratch. I'm going to talk about it just organically on social media, mainly Facebook, because that's where my audience was at the time. And if I make $2,600, which was exactly how much it cost at that time to do the life coaching certification, then... I'll become a life coach. That'll be my sign. So I create this course. Actually, by the way, I created the course as people were in it, which was even better because then I was getting real-time feedback. But it's kind of ballsy when you think about it. Yeah. (laughs) I started started talking about it. Within 48 hours of talking about it, I made, I kid you not, exactly $2,600. Oh, I love that. That gives me goosebumps. (laughs) And I was like, okay, so this is it. I'm doing it. So I got the certification, but I kept hearing more and more and more about people not being happy in their job. They would say these leadership qualities are great, but I really hate where I'm working. How do I get out of that? And I was like, oh yeah, that's something different. And it happened enough that I realized my passion lied in helping people create that parachute in terms of not even a parachute, really a pair of wings to leave one organization for something better Um, and really getting my head around it. So that was the metamorphosis of leaving the corporate world, making, I made um, $12,000 my first year out of uh, corporate America. I know it's like poverty level. Um, You You got to start somewhere, baby steps, right? Exactly. And my business actually took off the very month that that paycheck from the corporate world ran out that that big bonus was about to run out. I got shingles uh, (laughs) because I was so stressed like, okay. This is terrifying. There's no more money. We still have bills. Uh, My children still want to eat. It's like a thing at my house. And I need to figure this out. And it's just like all the stars aligned and money started coming in.
0: I love that. And I also love how, you said that it's okay that when you started, you knew that wasn't going to be your end-all be-all. Like you knew leaving this cushy corporate job to do Beachbody, it wasn't going to be what you were going to do forever, right? But that was your stepping stone. That was mm-hmm. your bridge. That was a huge learning opportunity for you. And I struggle with this a lot. And I'm sure a lot of women listening could be struggling with this too, thinking, okay, whatever my next step is in my life, whether that's the next job, the next role within my own company, you know, a side hustle, starting my own business, like whatever that next step is, don't be afraid to take that step because it doesn't mean you have to do that forever. You know, just take action on it and listen to the universe and listen to the feedback and know that you can always pivot and shift and change and evolve I love that you said metamorphosis like a like a butterfly, you know, mm-hmm. it goes through this transformation. and it's okay to change. You don't have to do that one thing forever. And listening to your intuition and and your gut is just such a powerful thing. and And now look where you are today. Like you are able to help so many people really find that purpose and find that passion, whatever that may be, whether it's within their own company, within the next organization or starting their own business, like you're able to really help them pave that path.
1: A hundred percent. And here's the thing, no matter where you are, you have something to learn. And so every opportunity is just that. And we should always be asking, what can this teach me? What can this teach me? It can be raising your children, because good grief, my children are like little Yodas. They teach me something every single day, and it's in those hard moments that I'm like, ooh, there's a lesson here. There's a lesson right here, and um, even my 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 kids' teachers, you know, I, I can learn something every moment of your life is a learning opportunity. And I'm just amazed at how we shut that off at certain times. And we're like, okay, I'm at work, so I better just know everything. I, I, I don't yes. know everything. Oh you my know? gosh,
0: absolutely. Everything we go through in life is a learning opportunity. It might suck. It mm-hmm. might hurt. It might be painful. It might be mm-hmm. very difficult, but everything we go through, and we, we might not even be able to see it right then and there. I, this is so true in my life. Like, you know, I was in a corporate job that I hated for seven years. And towards the tail end of my stint at my, my last job, like was really when Emily's business was taking off. So, you know, we grew closer and she poured into me and I was able to see like, okay, I can do, you know, if she can build her own business, like I can step out and do this too. And I wasn't ready and I wasn't ready and I just had to use this time where I was in my job, but hating it and knowing that I wanted to do something else. And I've, and I floundered. I was like, well, maybe I can change and do this role. Maybe I can interview for that company. And <laughs> Emily heard it. Like, I was just totally floundering. Like, what do I do? Where do I go? I was just miserable and felt so stuck by those golden handcuffs, like you said, but everything I was able to learn there. And I was able to just spend some time Sitting with myself and working on myself, you know, going to personal development conferences and reading the books and listening to the podcast and surrounding yourself with friends that lift you up that are further along than you are. Like, I Um, use that time to better myself. And I didn't know what that next step was going to be until the time was there, until, like you said, God, the universe it wasn't a whisper. It was a shove for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mine was a shove, but um, yeah, it's just, it's so important to, to be okay with sitting in that and be okay with learning through those opportunities and making sure you have an amazing, you know, support system around you and, and know that whatever you're going through, um, you're going to learn from it and you're going to come out on the other side because you're a damn strong person
1: yes
0: and you're going to be better for it in the long run
1: well and what i will say uh, and it actually plays beautifully off of what you just said so many people talk about especially in the entrepreneurial world and you hear athletes talking about this you hear you know wealthy people like the kardashians talking about streams of income right everybody's got their their different streams of income it's great right and that's awesome but what we as new entrepreneurials me- need our streams of energy. You've got to have different streams of energy to stay in it. And you mentioned this, you said your friends, there's a stream of energy. You've got your work, but you and I both know that is like a little sandcastle. It can be great one day and it can be washed away the next. And so it's a stream of energy, but it cannot be where all of your eggs are because if you live and die by how successful your business is, you will not last long. Um, Another stream of energy for me um, is my family. There are some days where I am just an awesome parent and I just rock that shit. And sometimes my husband and I, our marriage is just on fire. Awesome. And just in this great place And I can lean on that hardcore when, you know, my sandcastle that I built for my business isn't doing so well. And I'm like, yeah, but my marriage is just great. You know, my kids are doing great. But when sometimes those don't work out, I have to lean on my health. And the best way to do that for me is working out every single morning. And that is a stream of energy for me. And if I don't have that, then again, those other pieces of my life that I have less control over if they fall apart, you know, I've got something else to lean on. So that, that, that workout's really good. Oh, absolutely. I love
0: what you said about streams of energy. I think that's a really cool way to think about it instead of streams of income, streams of energy. Cause you know, if somebody who's a stay at home mom might not have different streams of income, but we all need those streams of energy, like you said, and both of us are big, you know, fitness lovers, and we're all about moving our body and staying healthy so that not so we can look like Giselle, because let's be honest, that ship has sailed. Um, So that we can (laughs) have the energy to run a successful business and be a good mama and be a present wife and Mm -hmm. to feel good about yourself and to feel that energy and confidence. So I totally agree. I mean, your health has to be one of those, you know, we call it like a pillar, you know, we have like pillars of, Mm -hmm. um, belief or like core values in our family, you know, and health and fitness is definitely one of those. Like, so tell me, like, what are some things fitness, health related that, that you do? What are some non negotiables for you that really help you stay, um, you know, at the top of your game?
1: Well, I do want to say first and foremost, you are a stream of energy for me personally as a friend, but in what you do, that's what you offer to other people. You're giving them a stream of energy that maybe they don't have in their lives. So I just wanted to touch on that because thank you. where a lot of people don't have that. I mean, if you guys are not working with Jessica, you need that stream of energy because it's a, it's a great one. So there's that. Thank um, you. But I, I love to experiment. I um, got an F in chemistry in college. So not really great in the sciences, But I love to experiment with my body in terms of, and that sounds really crazy and terrible. I mean, in a really (laughs) positive way, a healthy way, Um, nothing, nothing psychotic Um, in terms of my own energy, what's feeding it, what's not. And I will tell you over the past several years, I noticed different things. I started to become a student of my own health and fitness was something that I introduced when I had my daughter. I gained 60 pounds with her. Um, I think you're supposed to gain like 25 when you're pregnant. And I was like, I'm an overachiever. I'm going to gain 60. I weighed almost as much as my husband when I had my daughter. It's less. And I had her and the weight was still there. Like I was you were reading, like, wait, I didn't lose a 60
0: pounds. Cause she wasn't a 60 pound baby. What happened? Yeah. And everybody's
1: like, you'll lose it when you're nursing. And I'm like, how many children do I actually need to nurse for that to happen? Cause it is not <laughs> happening for me. Um, so yeah, that none of that worked for me. So I realized I needed something in my house and enter, you know, the workouts from home, uh, model and on-demand workouts that we have now. Um, huge fan of those. I use Les Mills on demand. It's amazing. Um, But there's so many. I know you use Peloton, which is an amazing one. But um, that was the first shift I made. And then I started to notice, well, if I eat more green, just anything green, I have more energy. And so I started putting I I drink a smoothie every single day just because it's easy. And I love, you know, easy. So let me just start packing that with some some greens that you can't even taste so that was an easy win. But then it was like, how do I level that up even more? Um, and then in 2019, I did something that a lot of people are gonna be like, that is crazy. I'm not doing that. I decided in the middle of the summer of 2019, it was actually the very end of June that I'm gonna stop drinking. I'm gonna I realized when I drank, I was tired. And again, running my own business, how can I cut corners? And one of the things I could cut corners on was cutting out alcohol, which seemed fun in the moment, but was draining me, not for one day, but I noticed for several days after I would feel bad. I would feel foggy. And so I thought, let me just cut it out. And I'm a huge fan of doing it at like the worst time ever. So I did it, you know, July 1st, where we had July 4th, my my neighborhood, we do a big Cookout and then um, fireworks, always tons of drinking. I'm married to a fish. My husband drinks like crazy, and he was so supportive. He's like, Whatever you want to do, like, you know, because I was never going to be like, and You have to stop too. Like, no, 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 no. This is my choice. And that was, it'll be two years in um, June when I stopped. And I'm telling you, that was a force that my business doubled. And I truly believe it was because I had the energy and the clarity. Again, th- I did this for no one else but myself. I would never sit here and say that everybody on earth should stop drinking. It fit what I needed. It fit what I what I needed to do in my life. And then something else that I've recently figured out for me is, again, 2019, Emily, who was still drinking, would be like, I cannot believe what you've turned into. Uh, I eat vegan three times a week. Not, I'm not full vegan, right? I'm not going to sit here and say I don't have pepperoni on my pizza, which, by the way, has cheese and, like, all the things, right? Um, but three days a week, I actually am full vegan, and I feel amazing. And what I love about only doing it three days a week is that, like I said, we have pizza every Friday night, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, and we do a lot of other, you know, I love meat. My husband makes the most amazing steaks. But I've noticed from an energy and a clarity perspective, and by the way, when I say vegan, it's just another opportunity for me to get more of those greens in. Yes, more
0: plant-based, more whole foods, just foods that come from the earth, right? Like food that looks like food.
1: (laughs) Yes, not like, because you can, I really do think you can go vegan or vegetarian and eat Candy and garbage. Like oh, yeah, Oreos not... are vegan. That was my one of my favorite mm. treats when
0: I was vegan for several years. Oreos are vegan. Potato chips are vegan. Coca Cola is vegan. Pasta is vegan. So yeah, more like plant based. Now, do you do yes. three
1: whole days or just three meals a day, or what does that look like? So it started as lunch for me. So five days a week, I was eating a vegan lunch. I love Daily Harvest. Another thing I realized in my life was I needed to cut down prep time. If I wanted to grow my business, I needed to cut prep times. And so I invested in Daily Harvest. My husband and I eat their um, harvest bowls for lunch every single day, not an ad. I get zero from talking about this, except for the fact that it's just so simple. I've got Um, to try those. I have never tried those. And I see um, so many people
0: rave about them.
1: They are amazing, they're so good. And I, I love warm. I love something warm at lunch and it's plant-based. It's vegan. Everything they do is vegan. So that was super simple. And again, with my experimentation, I realized what if I did this a few days a week? And I also use a meal service again, like I said, I'm all about cutting, cutting the corners, uh, called green chef. And they do three meals a week for us. They send packages. Everything is biodegradable. It's actually a really cool company. Um, The waste is really, really um, done well, I should say. And they had vegan options because I really, if you told me to eat vegan and it had to be green, we were going to have a salad every day. And that's just real boring, real fast.
0: Oh yeah. Being, getting that variety in there, especially when you're already cutting out the dairy and the meat and any animal product, like to have somebody else do the thinking for you
1: is is
0: arguably the the best part about using those meal services. We've used them too. And it's like, just to have a decision made for me, you know, because we all have limited decision-making power, right? Like our willpower, our decision-making power is finite. So for you, like you're, able to expend that energy on your business and your family and yourself and not what in the hell am i going to have for dinner (laughs) or lunch. Like it's just done for you, which I think is a huge hack for us moms and working women out there who are like, I don't want to spend time like what, you know, planning out this, planning out that, like, where can you, you know, save a couple of decisions for yourself and let somebody else make the decisions for you while they're being healthy. Right.
1: And eat so much better because the recipes that they come up with, I'm just like, I would have never have tried this. And it's so good. And my husband actually noticed as well and was like, these are great. Now, I also want to give the caveat that my children do not eat this. I would love to sit here and tell you that they are – amazing eaters and that they eat everything great. No, that would be a complete lie. No, what we can't I can't mean, be perfect. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I can't eat and, PBJs for dinner every night. Come on. Uh, exactly. I was just about to say, I have found what they like, which is spaghetti. They like, um, you know, the chicken nuggets that are like raised, you know, from a, like without antibiotics and all that they use, like, I think earth's vest or something like that. And apples, they love apples and broccoli. And so that is what we have every night. And I have zero guilt. I have zero guilt about that.
0: Good. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Once you can be okay with that, especially when it comes to feeding your children, I get so many people, what do you feed your kids? I'm like, dude, I can barely make sure that my husband and I are eating. Okay. Without going insane, much less my children. Like I will, I don't care. I don't mind making a third meal for them. I don't care if it's going to be less tantrums. And more enjoyability around the dinner table. We've started having dinner together as a family. Since we are eating earlier, we eat around 5.30. And it's just a cool thing now that my kids are getting a little bit older. We can actually sit at the table and enjoy a meal and eat and talk and play and tell knock-knock jokes. And I don't care if they're eating a PBJ or chicken nuggets or pasta
1: for the fifth time that week. I don't care. I don't care. I feel exactly the same way. And I agree. It's so much easier and I want them to have great memories of us sitting around because we do exactly the same thing. We eat as a family at least four nights a week, if not more. And you're right. It's the jokes and, like, how was your day and the funny things they say and, you know, just just little things that go on that I would rather that be the focus than I can't believe you're not eating what we're having. And what I've noticed, my daughter, who is nine, is curious about what we're eating. And she'll take a bite off my plate randomly. Not every yes. night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, this is how it starts, you know, and she'll see what I'm eating. And she's like, oh, and she loves some salad dressings. I make my own salad dressings, which sounds really bougie and great, but it's super simple. Like very easy. Um, I just do it cause they taste better. They're just fresher. I and totally so she'll agree. Be like, Aren't they so much better? They They're are so much, so much better. better. And she'll be like, oh, can you make that one? You know, cause I put honey in dressing. Like, let's be real. It's really good um and so she'll be like oh can you make that one dressing so i can have some of that And i'm like uh, yes i can totally do that um so just little i i i think it's true of all of us if you force something on your children they're gonna bristle like hardcore on it so true i just you
0: gotta pick your battles really and truly i think with anything in life with your children with your, uh, your daily routines, with where you spend your energy, with your worry, your stress, your anxiety, you got to pick your battles. And that is not one of them for me. No, not at all. So you said you do. So fitness is a big thing for you. Mm -hmm. Cutting out alcohol has been uh, amazing for you. Um, Eating vegan three times a week, anything else that you really do to help you level up your game?
1: I love reading, but I get pretty much every book I read from the library because I'm cheap. I'm super cheap. And here's the other thing. When you get books at the library, you can have them reserved. They have a reserve shelf, and I love that. It feels very like, oh, look, somebody like put the book aside just for me. And you can get like four at once. So you can say, okay, well, I really want to read this one book. Um, what I love doing is when a new, uh, when an author comes out with a new book, I'm like, ooh, that book's intriguing. What if they already published? And I'll go back and read one of those because they're always available at the library. People want latest, greatest, but there's Mm, some great books out there. Um, And so I will get books that way. And what I love is um, just reading. I only read about 10 minutes a day, just just 10 minutes. And I always make sure it's something uplifting. I don't want to read anything too intense in terms of, you know, like trauma or whatever. It's all, how can I apply this to my life? What's a positive hack? Um, I should read more, uh, fiction. I think that there's a lot in fiction in terms of, uh, the storytelling and all of that. I don't really do that. Um, at some point I will, I'll get back to fiction cause I do love it, but it's mainly uplifting. How can I apply this to my life? Um, Just 10 minutes. That's it. Just 10
0: minutes. And it makes powerful. Absolutely. It's a little deposit, you know, all these things you're doing. It's like putting money in your proverbial piggy bank, right? It's these deposits that are helping you, that are helping you grow, helping you learn, helping you just become a better version of yourself, right? Because if you're not growing, you're dying, yeah, we've all got to be growing in in some way or another. And I think that any way you can do that is is powerful, whether it's in your business, whether it's in being a mom, whether it's in, you know, just learning to be, learning to love yourself more. Um, any way we can learn and grow. And I've learned so much from you. You know, you've got so many book recommendations and podcast recommendations. And like you have just really... I said, pave the way, um, you know, for me. And I think it's so powerful to have someone in your life like you, that's, you know, in your same stage of life. So they understand, you know, the mom life hell that can, we, we can all be in sometimes (laughs) and to not be afraid to say it. Like, I don't, you know, it's not all unicorns and rainbows, but it's so important. And I preach this a lot to make sure you have a tribe, a circle doesn't have to be huge of women that uplift you and support you and pour into you and make sure you are that person to somebody else, right? Like I'm not as far along as you are, but who can I pour into, you know, namely my clients, you know, that I can teach them what I've learned and I can help them and I can pass along this knowledge. And it's just such a powerful thing.
1: I couldn't agree more. And as much as I might be ahead of you, I don't even like that term from a business perspective, I learned from you so many things and different perspectives and I love your podcast and your reels are my favorite. They're like my absolute favorite. I love them. (laughs) Thank you. And so I just, I think that that's another misnomer is that, Oh, you can only learn from people like, uh, you know, I could only learn from Oprah, you know, or I could only learn from Rachel Hollis or somebody else. That's like making millions of dollars when I just don't believe that. Um, One of my favorite things was this past week, my daughter's teacher, she has milestones in Georgia. It's those end of the year exams that mean nothing, right? They really mean nothing to children, but it's basically like a census of where are kids in the state in learning and like where she's in third grade, um, you know, where third graders in learning. And her teacher sent this note saying, we're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. And I have told all the kids that this is their week to show off what they've learned, and I was like, why do we not approach this in life on everything we touch? That it's not some great test where we're worried about what people think of us. Instead, it's this awesome opportunity to show off what we've learned. it's mm. such like, a
0: beautiful way to describe it. It's such a shift. It's a mindset shift, truthfully. Yes.
1: Thank you, Mrs. Wade, third grade oh, at Elementary. God Allen bless Church. our teachers. God yes. bless the teachers.
0: I mean, oh, that's amazing. That is so cool. I want to spend a little bit of time um, talking about sort of how you serve people in your business and um, how people can work with you and what you do on a day-to-day life with your business.
1: Yes. So I empower the unemployed, the unfulfilled and the unrecognized to find what they love in their life and put it in their work. And I love that because it, it touches so many people. I work with men and women. I work with new college grads all the way to 60-year-olds. I've worked with all walks of life, all people in every area of the business world. Um, Really figure out what is it that you love doing and then how do you do that on a daily basis? What organization would fit you best and how best do you showcase those skills so that the right companies find you? And let's be real, you make what you're worth because making what you're worth is part of it. I don't know about you. I love charity. I love what charities are all about. I am not a charity. So I do not want to make charity money. I want to make money that supports my family and my goals and my dreams. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. why, Why not live your purpose and make money? Oh my gosh, the two are definitely supposed to be together. They are hundred percent. To yeah,
0: for real. Not that, not that it's all money driven, but man, money is a great tool to help you live a beautiful life. And if you can do it while you're
1: living in your purpose, I mean, even better. Exactly. I, I do struggle with people when they say, you know, I say, what's your goal? You know, what's your big why? And they're like, to make more money. And I'm like, that's not a why that's a That's a, what that actually happens when you're living your purpose. So you got to figure out the purpose first. And one of my favorites, I I have to tell you this story because it really, really illustrates really what I do. So I had this man in pharmaceutical sales come to me and he had this opportunity with Merck. And he said, you know, I'm really excited about this opportunity with Merck. And I said, well, let's talk about your why. And he said, well, my why is to make more money. And I was like, "Okay, so you're a drug rep and your why is to make more money. So why not move to Mexico and work for a drug cartel, because you could make a lot of money doing that. And he was like, okay, now I see what you're saying in terms of morals and ethics and all that. And so come to find out, he was actually interviewing for a cancer drug. And I said, what is it about cancer? Have you had cancer? Somebody in your life had cancer? And he said, you know, it's really interesting you say that. I hadn't put this together, but my mom had cancer three years ago. And I went with her to her first chemo appointment, and I told her right there and then, I'm not a doctor, but I know patient care, and I want to be a part of the solution. And I was like, okay, where was that hiding? Because that's your why, right? And so finding that with people is really the cornerstone of what I do. But guess what? This man already had everything he needed to do whatever he wanted. I have never in, I've worked with 2,500 people at this point, and never have I told anyone, go back to school, uh, get a different degree, go take an online class. None of that. I fully believe that you, whoever you are, have everything you need. It's just shining a light on what those things are and then showcasing them in the right places so that others can find you and you can live that purpose. So, so good. That's really what I do on a daily basis. And I actually, I do one-on-one coaching, but my, my true passion is my online course. And it's called Market Me. Um, And the reason it's called Market Me is because I teach you how to take all those things, find what you love in your life and put it in your work, but tell people about it, not in a braggadocious way, but in a, I'm a helper, you know, and I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you level up your business, level up your marketing, level up your sales, whatever that is, whatever your God given talent is. I want you to share it with the world, and I teach you exactly how to do that um, in these four key areas that I go into in the course. And it's just really exciting. And I I have people all the time come to me, though, and say, that sounds great, but I have no idea what I'm supposed to do with my life. And so I wanted to share with your audience um, something that I created called the Purpose Finder. And it's an actual exercise that I went through when I was trying to figure out what I was doing. Because what I will tell you is there's little breadcrumbs throughout your life. God has been whispering to you for years. You just probably haven't been listening. I know I wasn't. And you can go back and find these little kernels, these little nuggets that are leading you down a path. And I teach you exactly how to do that in this purpose finder that I've created that will lead you down the path. And I actually share with you my journey and where my story was to give you an example Um, But I want to give that to your audience today, because it's just a really great way to start opening the door to new possibilities, because everything is possible. Everything is possible. Just because it doesn't exist today, doesn't mean it can't. Uh, I think we all learned so much during the pandemic around that, you know, a lot of our can'ts became why not. And um, it's so true. And I don't believe success is only for a few people. I believe we were all put here. help each other i like to think of us as um, a puzzle but we're not like one of those cutesy puzzles we're jigsaw puzzle pieces we have little rough edges and weird corners and we look a little funky but in life there are people and businesses that actually have little cutouts of exactly where our jagged edges fit because those Mm. are our strengths and that's somebody else's weaknesses and when we find all that when we put all the puzzle pieces together, there's this beautiful image, this beautiful vision that comes to life, but it only happens if we're really living our purpose. So I'm, I'm super passionate about everybody doing what they were supposed to do.
0: Oh, I love that. I can vouch for you guys. I have been through Emily's course, Market Me. And I've done, she has graciously given me a lot of her resources and her exercises that she's talking about. Purpose Finder is amazing. When I was at the tail end of my, probably the last, I don't know, year or two of my corporate job, I was like, well, maybe I'll just find another job. And Emily was helping me. And there's so much more than just like, let me help you with my resume, right? Let me just, let me help Mm -hmm. you like brush up on your interview skills. That is not Mm -hmm. what this is. This is a deep deep thing that Emily works with to really dig deep with you and figure out what is your, why, what is your passion? How can you help people through this? And if you are in a place in your life where you just really don't feel like, you know, what's next for you, like, you know, where you are, isn't where you want to be. And you just kind of feel stuck. And there's nothing worse than feeling stuck, man. Like I, I have been there, but I cannot recommend Emily enough. She is, so smart, so passionate. And just so she just wants to help people like she is a helper. So we will absolutely link the purpose finder in the show notes below um, the the, the podcast show notes so that you guys can connect with her. And I'll put your Instagram and your Facebook handles and your website on there as well. So everybody else can can come follow along on social so they can see
1: all of your awesomeness. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And you know, what I would say is to to your audience, if you're subscribing to Jessica's podcast, then you're already down the path of bettering yourself. And I believe that each of us has a catalyst in our life, some somebody, something that helps us see something that we're not. And that is 100% what Jessica does. And so the fact that you're even listening to this, shows that you're already down this path of greatness just keep down it keep going there go to the library this week um you know and check out one of those books that maybe came out five years ago but is still an amazing book uh and by the way they do audibles as well there too they do audiobooks as well Um, i did not
0: know that i did not know that part um,
1: oh yes i'm a huge
0: audible freak i I don't Mm want to read i want to listen
1: Yeah, they have a system, I'm, I'm going to say it wrong, I think it's called Overdrive or something like that, where you can actually, um, air quotes, check out audiobooks, and they're just downloaded to your phone. So you get those, I think that. you get them for like two weeks, and then they just disappear again, um, which is really cool. So
0: That is so amazing. Well, I've got one more question for you, and then we will wrap it up and land this plane. And um, go go on Make This Day Awesome, but I want to know... Like, what's next for you? You've got so much cool things going with your one on one work, with your course that's been growing and just on fire lately. Um, Here we are on the other, you know, we're in 2021. We're not out of the pandemic yet, but I feel like we're over a hump at least. Like, so what do you see next for you on the horizon, like rounding out this year and looking into next year? Oh,
1: okay. So that's a really Mm -hmm. interesting question. I don't know if this is rounding out this year I think this is like a lifelong commitment that I have I believe and I think all of us have seen we all worked different in 2020 you know and and going into 2021 as well in terms of I think we've broken down the barriers in terms of where we work you know I think we could all potentially if there was a great wi-fi connection work on the moon you know Um, at this point so my next passion, and it's, it's lifelong, and I'm in the process of building something uh, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's coming in waves, reinventing the workplace, because eight hour workdays were actually created when we were in the industrial revolution, and they needed workers in factories. Well, I don't know about you, I don't work in a factory. And I actually have a team of their All mothers and we all work from our own homes. And none of us, including myself, work 40 hours a week. I actually refuse to do that and do not think that it's productive. And so, my goal is to have my team, we're building, we're growing, we're doing all sorts of great things. But I want this to be the new normal. And I want the workplace, and what I believe will happen when we reinvent the workplace in this way, is that those women. That feel like they can't work will be able to because all of a sudden I don't need to be dedicated going to a building for 40 hours a week. I can actually do my work in an amazing way, maybe 20 hours a week, still giving, still contributing financially to my family and not having those gaps because while well, I need to take off time for my children. So it's a really, really, really big dream that I have. But I I do believe reinventing the workplace is what I'm put here to do.
0: Oh, I love that. Especially as somebody who had so much mom guilt going back to work after that maternity leave, after, mm-hmm. you know, uh, being gone for 12, 16 weeks with my kids, I had an amazing maternity leave, but then trying to find this, uh, quote unquote balance, which mm-hmm. spoiler does not exist. No. Um, working a corporate job and, trying to be a mom and being gone for eight hours a day and your kid being at daycare or with a nanny or, you know, any kind of childcare provider for hours upon hours. And, Oh, I, I, girl, anyway, I can support you in that and back you and invest stock in that. I, (laughs) I will do it because I think that's so
1: powerful. I see so much talent that isn't, it's not that it's wasted, but it's, I see women that, are putting all their eggs on their children. They're all their eggs in their that one basket. And remember I was telling you about those streams of energy. If you put all your streams of energy in your children, oh dear god, that's a very scary place to be because if they're if you've done a great job, they will move out and they will move on. And then what have you cultivated for yourself? Yes. That's not healthy. And I do believe we're all supposed to help one another. And one of the ways of doing that is, is working in some capacity of different ways of doing that. But the thing that I keep hearing over and over again is, well, I can't because that would be taking away from my children. And what I will say is bullshit. I say that because I now work around 30 hours a week running my own business and I get my kids off the bus every single day. I stop my work day at three 30. It is possible. It is possible. And I actually have three employees that work for me doing the same thing. So not only am I doing it for myself, but I'm creating that for others. If I can do it, anyone can. And I really do believe it's showing the world what you want to have happen in it. And that's what I really want to do is show what's possible.
0: Oh my gosh, that is amazing. Well, I am excited to see that come down the pipe and Make that a new normal. Like, can we normalize 30-hour work yes. weeks? Can we normalize 20-hour work weeks? Like, I love that because you don't get that time back. Um, time is precious, whether you do or don't have children. Your time and your life is precious, and we were not put on this earth to work. Um, we were put on this life to help others and to serve others and to frankly be around and enjoy our lives. So I am, mm-hmm. I am here for that. Um, that's awesome. Well, girl, I cannot thank you enough. I appreciate you and just love you to pieces. So thank you so much for your time and for your friendship, frankly. Um, I, I love, I love this conversation. I can't wait to share this and tell everybody, um, where can they follow you on social?
1: Well, I have loved every second of this you're one of my nearest and dearest friends. I just love geeking out about all things business, but also our kids and everything else. But um, you can find me at Emily Hawkins, all one word, the number four, the letter U, pretty much everywhere. So, Emily Hawkins for You is my handle on Instagram. If it, you go to EmilyHawkins4you.com, that's my website emily hawkins for you on linkedin emily hawkins for you on facebook that's where i am everywhere so um, again it's emily hawkins all one word the number four the letter u love it
0: and i will link all that in the show notes and we'll also put a special link for your purpose finder exercise which is amazing so you guys definitely be sure and check it out go follow emily and thank you again so much girl
1: oh you are welcome this was so fun
0: how you can help me. Why don't you screenshot this podcast and share it to your social media? Tag me. My Instagram is at the life with Jessica. Take it another step further and leave me a review and a five-star rating in Apple podcast. It would mean the world to me. Thanks friend.